Yo, what's up, everybody? Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, back-to-back nights. You are here with us, Mike and Mish, the Mission Accomplished Podcast. What's up, Mike? Back-to-back nights. How you feeling? I'm feeling great. I am feeling damn good right now. I got to tell you, I do love this show. I love being on it. I love talking to all these people. I love, we were just uh, debating, you know, who's about Spider-Man and Tom Holland. You know, it's just a thing we do. It's a thing we do. Uh, We have a huge show for you guys tonight. We're going to start right off with uh, a fighter who's going to be one of the featured bouts in uh, the upcoming BKFC London card. Their first show out in London. It's going to be huge. The fucking card is insane. Tyler Goodjohn is going to be on the show to start us up tonight. He's going to be fighting James Lilly out there in in London on August 20th. We're going to follow him up with, I believe, Jomi Escoboza. Then... Reggie Barnett will be after him. I think they're going to swap tie. Can't do it. He says he can't do it. Can't do it. So we're going to figure it out. We got Joe. I'm figuring it out while we go. We got Reggie Barnett coming on and we got Jared Grant coming on. It's a huge show. It's going to be fucking awesome. And it's good to see this guy. We haven't seen him in a while. He's we just lost him. He just fell right out of the goddamn. (laughs) Look at that thing. So let's talk for a second. Um, This London card, Mike, before we bring him up. Bro, it's headlined by Mike. Mike Perry and Michael Venom Page. Yeah. Then you got Connor Turney and Joe Elmore. You got Paige Van Zandt and Sharissa Sagala. You got uh, Nick Terrell and Sam Shoemaker. You got James Lilly and and uh, Tyler Goodjohn. And then a bunch of names that I don't exactly recognize, except I I do I do know that Boswick's on that card, but for whatever reason, he's not listed on their app. So. Anyways, he's back in the uh, weight room now. We're going to bring him in, uh, reporting to us live from his bathtub. Just kidding. <laughs> not this time. Tyler Goodjohn. What's up, brother? What we saying, guys? It's um, it's, li- it's live from my bed today, actually. Oh, from your oh, bed. From your you bed. know, the, the, man, right? the, man, the man has dialed it down these days, man. What's yeah. good with you? You, you have, you've, uh, since the last time we talked to you, you've relocated to Miami. Um what brought about the move and, and how's that how's that transition in life going for you? Um, I mean, it it come about obviously everyone knows that I fought Lewis Palomino last year. Um, you know, under the circumstances and everything else, it wasn't a straight a straightforward fight for me getting at least getting there. Uh, he showed me a huge amount of respect and, and reached out to me a couple of weeks after the fight with his team and just said, look, you know, we want to bring you out here and we want <clears throat> part of the team and here I am. That's got to be something, man. That that must have felt really good and, and like you must have felt like a extremely high level of respect from, from a, for a guy like that to be so impressed by your performance out there to want to bring you on to his team, represent you train you he thinks he sees a champion in you that that must have felt great right yeah man he was just like you're a bad motherfucker do you know what i mean he's you know i i, I went for him you know with like i say under all the circumstances i went there i went there to miami and i went there to win i, I went for him and i went looking you know and he, he respected that you know he got on the mic afterwards and 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 said like you know i quarantined for two weeks in Dominican Republic by myself, come here with anyone who will be in my corner. And yeah, man, I went looking. So yeah, you know, he, he's a man like me. He appreciates the fight, you know, a fighter's fighter. 
and um, he loves that fire in, in me, you know. So, so uh, let's talk about the training right now. Like you were training hard last time we talked to you. You were still training over in England, and you were doing a lot of CrossFit. And I think you were opening your own gym out there. But it looks like you were you were doing a lot of like CrossFit exercises. What what are the, what's the training like with Baboon? Because I everybody knows he's like the hardest worker in the freaking world. So, what's that been like? He's uh. Like, look, anyone who anyone who knows me knows that I train like an absolute beast. But um, yeah, Baboon is is next level, man. He's um, you know, he's his own worst critic. Um, and yeah, he's just yeah, he's next level. I just I literally I you know I pretty much done his whole camp. Well, you know, six seven weeks of his camp um for his last fight against Brito. So I got to see you know firsthand just how hard he trains for his fights um and yeah man you can you can see why he is where he is you know and i'm gonna right. follow, like i say you know everyone knows that i train hard you know lewis knows that i i train hard he's seen it but i haven't always trained correctly i've you know i've always been a bit of a workhorse and just trained myself into the ground and at the end of the day there's science to this do you know what i mean and um yeah, he's adding the science. He's you know scheduled my training routines, and it's all it's all laid out in front of me. So I've just got to turn up and just work my ass off, you know. Do you think he looks at you like um, like he can leave his legacy on to the next guy? Because honestly, he's forty one years old. Nobody would know it looking at the guy. He's ripped out of his mind. He's at the top of the top of the food chain. He's number one pound for pound in the world. But he is in his forties. And you're only, well, you're only 30, are you 30? Uh, 31, yeah. 31. So, yeah, you're a decade younger than him. He probably sees a lot of talent in you, and, like, it would be, like, passing the torch on, you know. If he's yeah. if he's, if he's he's going to hang up the belt, he might as well hang it around your waist, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think, you know, he just, he appreciates my whole story, you know. He knows that I've been grafting all my life. I've been fighting 21 years, you know, since coming out here and obviously spending day in, day out, uh, day out with him. You know, we're telling each other stories about our careers. And, you know, it's very similar in that, you know, we've worked our socks off to get where we are and we just haven't always been give, got the right opportunities and, you know, our face hasn't fit and whatever. We just, you know, it just hasn't happened. So he just wants to you know, give an opportunity to a hardworking fighter. And, you know, I appreciate that a lot. You know, that is, that is what he wants. Like I say, he, he admires the fire in me and the fighter in me. And he just wants to hand another fighter an opportunity. Hell yeah. I wanted to ask you this about everybody knows you're like, you've been kind of a party boy your whole life. Like, you know, you're a rock star. You, you live the rock star life. You, yeah. you were doing all the fucking things with all the women out in Vegas and you're doing all this shit, but you've dialed it back now, which is crazy to me. I mean, it seems like you have, you, you moved to one of the biggest party cities in the fucking country, but it, have you dialed it back now? Or are you settled down a little bit from the last time we spoke to you? Yeah, man. I mean, look, like for me, I'm I'm almost I've always been like I've got two personalities. There's Tyler Good John and then there's Tyler Bad John. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, and to be honest, you know, this is my dream. You know, coming out here and and just the opportunity, like I say, is it's the golden ticket. So 
for me, I'm I'm not gonna let this slide. Do you know what I mean? I'm just not. This yeah. is been I've been working 21 years, like I say, and I'm just not gonna let this slide. So, whatever it takes, I'm willing to do it, man, because this is everything I've worked for. So, you know, there, there's still gonna be that rock star party side of me, and you know, that's the side of me that you know people find funny, and you know, it's it's marketable to the fans and everything else. Um, but don't get it twisted. When I when I want want something like like I do my my fighting career, which I put everything into, I am not going to mess this up. Hey, how how ironic is it that you train that you've been training to fight and you've been in the UK and you're flying over to America? Now you live in America <laughs> and you're training and you got to fly over to the UK. Yeah. How crazy is that? You know, do you know what, Vay? Like, I mean, at the start, I was a bit like, ah, oh, I want to fight in Miami again and that. But actually, I haven't fought in the UK for, what, like three years now. And, you know, to be honest, like, as much as people, you know, other fighters aren't going to like it and that, I pretty much, I brought England over to BKFC. So I need to take it back. Do you know what I mean? I banged on the door. I opened the door to all these UK fighters. Do you know what I mean? So, um, you know, I need to bring it back and 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 give it back to the to my homeland. You know. Let me ask you about the crowd that night. When you get there, and August twentieth comes around, you're fighting a fellow UK fighter. He's from Wales. How far? Like, where are you from compared to where he's from? Are you guys? Yeah, close I mean, to each I'm, other. I'm, no, no, we're, we're, we're like a good, like, four-hour drive away. Okay. Yeah. So when you guys meet at the uh, at the arena that evening, most a lot of the fights that night have, like, Joe Elmore's fighting. It's an American fighting Connor Turney. You got Michael Page fighting Perry. You got Americans fighting British fighters up and down the card. But they pin you two against each other. Is the crowd going to be a pro-Good John crowd, a pro-Lily crowd? How do you expect it that night? Um, I mean, look, they're, they're, he's Welsh, and the English and the Welsh, they love any reason to, you know, have a battle against each other and see who's better. Um, it's just a rivalry. It's just what it is, you know. So the Welsh are going to be lively. I, I, I have no doubts about that at all because I've seen, I've been to, you know, I've been to many fights where there's Welsh fighters, and they always have a lively crowd. And I'm going to have a big crowd like i said i haven't fought back in the uk for almost three years now so um you know when when my my last two fights in bkc it was the pandemic so no one could come over and watch me so no one's watched me live my family or friends for like almost three years now so yeah man it's going to be an electric atmosphere um and like i say i expect um the welsh to be lively yeah, it's, it should be insane. I can't even imagine what it is for you to go back home and, and fight like this. But now you talked about your first two fights in the BKFC and how nobody got to come over and watch you. You didn't even really – did you have – you had uh, Christine Faria in your corner for the first fight, and I think Lorenzo Hunt jumped in your corner as well, right? Yeah, yeah. And in the second one, did you have – did you bring somebody for your corner that time? I can't remember. Um, so – I, just, I, I mean, it's, it's a great story. Like, um, a guy called Tristan uh, at Chaos Boxing Fitness on Instagram. He's, um, we've done like a, a podcast a couple of weeks before the fight, just chatting over training and everything else. And 
<laughs> literally, I think, well, it might have actually been like two weeks out. I, I think after the podcast, I just messaged him and said, look, you know, we got a, we got on really well. We, you know, we're chatting. He knows a lot about boxing. and said, like, how do you feel about coming and doing my corner for my fight? <laughs> and he was like, it would be an absolute pleasure. Um, and he just bent over backwards for me. Like, he literally, he, he, I mean, he was living in Seattle. He flew over to Miami, stayed no the whole week leading up to the fight, just was literally with me, with me for every minute of, you know, I was there. If I needed anything, he got it for me. Um, yeah, I, could, I mean, be, on, be honest, going into that fight, I couldn't have been any happier, to be fair. Like, you know, it, the circumstances weren't great, but I couldn't have actually been any, me- um, you know, more Mentally happy. dialed in. Mentally, I was very happy going into that fight. So I had a great little team around me. I had a guy that I met, Aldo, when I was in Dominican Republic. He helped me out with all my training, like properly helped me out with all my training in, when I um, was in Dominican. So he flew over to watch me fight. So he was there. It was actually, it was a great story, you know, like having all them people there. We just met up literally is- a week before the fight and... Yeah, man, we're still in touch now, like daily. Like Tristan, he's he literally messages me like every day, seeing how I am, and you know we're like brothers now. We he come to England, um, like February, flew to England to come and see me, and we went and had dinner and had a couple of drinks and that. It's just a nice story coming from fighting, isn't it? Yeah, that's fantastic. Now, you performed well under the circumstance of having, you know. Uh, a makeshift corner the first time you came out and then having a podcaster you made friends with over the internet and they just come out and help you out like that. This time I expect you to, the way you performed those first two fights was, you know, commendable in itself. But this time I would, you, I would expect you're going to have, is Palomino going to be out there in England with you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would My imagine. Coach, um, Eric, uh, Eric El Tigre Castellanos, he's um, yeah. five, five-time world kickboxing champion. Unbelievable. Like, the guy's a fountain of of knowledge, of fight knowledge. Um, yeah, they, they're both flying over. They're going to be in my corner. So, yeah, man, it's um, it's exciting to have them there. I um, Yeah, no, yeah. just quickly, briefly, on, like, on the... Um, you know, when I when I fought Felony, obviously we, we caught up. Um, I think after just after that fight for a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously you knew the build up to that, and yeah, that was that was a complete nightmare to be honest. Um, but now I can go out there and I can show what I'm really made of. Um, you know, I've had a proper, really good camp. Everything's gone spot on. So. And and this is the first time that you have not had to quarantine like several times prior to your fight, <laughs> yeah. right? So like, yeah. finally in 2022, you can pretty much have a normal camp with no COVID bullshit, no, no quarantines, no none of that bullshit. Healthy, trained up, Tyler Goodjohn, full camp, full team, new gym. Uh, James Lilly, what are your thoughts on him? He, you know, he's a six and zero bare knuckle fighter himself. Um, you know, Big Star came over, made a nice uh BKFC um debut against Alan Pellerano, knocked him out pretty quick in the first round. Uh I'm sure you know him well. Uh what do you what are you thinking going into this one? Yeah, I actually think like I see the um the latest rankings and he was ranked at number two. I, I actually think that 
at the minute. You know, obviously, besides Palomino, he's probably the best 155 there is. So, I, I, you know, I feel like I come back, I beat him, I'm right back up there. You know, I'm right back in the mix. Um, he's a good fighter. He's solid. You know, I, I know him from obviously back in BKB promotion. Um, yeah, man, he's, he's a solid fighter, but I'm better. I'm much better. Um, and that's the, that's the reality of it, <laughs> really. You sound pretty confident. I like that. Now, um, you were just talking about the 155 rankings. You're training with the best in the world. Uh -huh. He's obviously gearing towards fighting Chad Mendez. You have your fight with James Lilly coming up. The, 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 the promotion is going to keep on having events, but let's say six, eight, 10 months down the road. Uh, the only fight that makes sense is a rematch of Tyler Goodjohn and Luis uh -huh. Palomino. Does that fight happen now that you guys are teammates and your boys, or are you, are you going to like hold uh -huh. off, hold off until he goes off in, into the sunset? You know well, I mean? I mean, you know, he's, we, we've spoke about this. He's obviously the 165 champ. Um, and, you know, he, he sort of sees himself at 165. Like, he, he's going to defend his 155 belt one more time. And then I think he wants to move up to 165 and concentrate on that. So, okay. you know, he's handing the baton down to me. I mean, look, we're, we're fighters. If if we had to, you know, we're, we're right. very good friends now, but we're fighters. If, if we had to fight, we'd fight. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know he'd fight me and he knows I'd fight him. But if we can go in different different directions and he can go off and, you know, do the do his thing at 165 and me at 155, um, you know, that's even better. We're a team now. Uh, yeah, and we... we, we want to work together you know right we have a we have a fan question in the comments section big ben wants to know what is one thing that you've learned about yourself that you didn't know about yourself until you started training with palomino uh good question um i mean i i sort of you know this i already knew it but he just pointed it out more and it was probably more so in the fight and obviously now within him teaching me, you know, just, you know, I'm a little bit flat footed at times. I like to just steam in, come forward. Um, you know, I, I do, um, forget about my footwork and, and other things, you know, um, because I, I just get a bit hot headed and I like to fight my heart a bit too much. And, you know, you see, you see from the fight, he kept it at distance. You know what? I was calling him in, trying to goad him into a fight, and he just kept it at distance and, and picked me off. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, you know, that's, I mean, that's a trait that I got from being a professional glove boxer doing, I'd done like 10, 10 round title, you know, title fights. Do you know what I mean? I was in a lot of long wars. So, um, you know, but now I'm in bare knuckle boxing, which is five twos, and I need to I need to learn to be a bit more, you know, fleet footed and and just sort of pick the pace up, perhaps, rather than just sort of plodding forward. Um, but you know that 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 El Tornado um, spirit is still there. You know, when I want to fight, I want to fight. Um, that's the, you know that's what makes me. So you know, we're not we're not losing nothing. We're just adding things. You know. Now let me ask you a couple more questions. We're gonna we're gonna let you get going pretty soon here. Our next guest is in the weight room here, and uh, we don't want to take too much of your time. But after your fight, 
in England, are you going to show uh, Palomino and your new team what it's like to to party like El Tornado in 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 London? I mean, uh, in England. You know what? <laughs> Again, it's a good question, and and we like we we touched on earlier. You know, I've got that that split personality, but at the minute, <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm on a good path right now. As you can see, I've got you know I've, I've been my baptized shirt on. You know, I'm, I'm I'm in a good place right now, like mentally and physically. I'm in a very good place, and I'm 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 trying not to drink anymore. I don't want to drink, and that um, I don't want to say no to the complete rock star, but I am dialing it down a bit. So we might have to just go for a cup of tea or some fish and chips. You know what I mean? Nothing oh, wrong with yeah. that. Nothing yep. wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Tyler Bad John. <laughs> Tyler Bad John stays put away. Yeah. You focus on your fight. We are very excited about this fight. Obviously, I don't think Mike and I are going to make it out to London because uh, we're not that important yet. But <laughs> the card, the card is absolutely insane. Between your fight, the Tur- Mick Terrell fight, the MVP and pay, uh, dude, the the top five fights on that card are absolutely, yeah, absolutely freaking nuts. It, do you know what? Honestly, it's, it's it's an insane show. It really is. Like that main card, Mike Perry MVP. That's a that's a banger. That's a banger, man. All, All right. Man. Well, how about this? Before we let you go. What do you? How do you see that fight uh, ending? MVP and Mike Perry. Last you know question what? for you. I like. I really like Mike Perry. You know, he's he's you know he's a fighting man like me. But I just think you know I've seen MVP in his his professional boxing matches and in Bellator. He's a he's an awkward motherfucker. He's very rangy, and I just see him just cutting Mike Perry a bit, man. I really do. Like um, I, Mike Perry, just all heart. He'll come forward to the very end, but. I just see my um, MVP just cutting Mike Perry up because he's 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 not got a lot of head movement. He's a bit stiff, Mike Perry. You know, he he does fight with his heart, man. And some would say that he's too tough for his own good. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what you got? I mean, but I mean, yeah, you you kind of you don't have the same style as mike perry but you're I'll, not you're yeah. you're not afraid to go in and take damage to give damage yeah, I, mean, well. look, I, ta- I take a lot of risks as well but i have a lot of head movement and stuff like that look you know i i do i do take a lot of risks and that's why i'm entertaining but um but yeah he's um like that fight against junior lane like he, he was a bit bolt upright a bit stiff and he was sort of getting caught, caught with a lot of shots you know what i mean but he's obviously just got that heart man yeah um who knows? He's bare knuckle, isn't it? Who knows at the end of the day? But if I had to put my money on it, I think MVP, perhaps by late stoppage with cuts um, or, or points. There you go. The man knows his fighting, people. And uh, he will be fighting James Lilly in the uh, BKFC's first show in London at Wembley Arena, uh, August 20th. Get on that app. Hope that it works. Let's watch let's watch it all together if we can't make it out to London. Let's give you a, a last second to shout some people out, say some last words. And if you want to give us a prediction for your fight with uh, James, go ahead and do it. Uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you to obviously Luis Palomino, the champ who's brought me out here. Eric LTV Castanas, who's just been an amazing coach. Learned so much in the time I've been here. Uh, Daniel Lawrence Plumbing and Heating from back home in humble old Ely. That guy has... Just he, he's the reason why I'm out here. He he's really supported me, man, through some tough times. 
and Florida Yachts International as well, who um, obviously in Miami, who have brought me out here, get me a visa and just, yeah, give me a massive opportunity. And I'm going to wipe James Lilly out. Whatever, however it comes, <laughs> um, mate, I'm too fit, too strong, and I'm just ready. I'm ready to fight. It's been a year since I've had a fight now. I'm just chomping at the bit, you know? There you go, people. Put your money on good, John, that night. You sound great. Like, your story's fantastic. You you seem like you're in a really good place right now. Yeah. And uh, it's it's a, it's a good thing. It, we're happy to see you back. You know what I mean? You said yeah, it's yeah. been a long time. Happy to see you back. Thank you for coming on the show, Mike. You got anything else for him? No, man. Sorry I didn't talk too much. I was trying to put out a little fire in the background. And then when I jumped in, you guys had already been talking for like six minutes. And I'm like, I don't want to repeat something that they already talked about because I kind of missed it. So, but uh, I can't wait to see you back in there, man. You're an exciting fighter. And uh, a lot of people are looking forward to this. So good luck in there. And we'll see you soon. Thank All you. right, brother. Guys. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye-bye. See you. There he is. Tyler yeah. Good John. El Tornado. Not bad, He's John. Back. Good John. Not bad, John. Bad John is uh, put away for the time being. He until he goes out with Hellboy. TJ Chang was in the comments asking when we're going to go out. But uh, our next guest, we had a little uh, shuffle of guests tonight. Some things happened, but you know what? This is this is what happens when you do a live show. We have the champ himself, the interim 135 pound champion, Jared Kidgatty Grant, is up next. Welcome to the show, my brother. What's up, dude? Hey. What's up, guys? How you doing, man? Look at this guy. How you know you're a you're a week out from uh, defending your belt. Um, I would imagine game plan set. You're just shedding a few pounds, right? That's that's about it from from this point forward. Not really. Just staying sharp. Still doing a little sparring. Uh, I just got back. I just ran like I think uh, like you know, quick like four miles, four or five miles um you know just staying sharp staying active you know keeping my body warmed up you know when they announced this fight i think it came as a surprise to a lot of people because a lot of a lot of interim champions don't defend an interim belt it's just uh it's it's a pretty rare thing that happens um what what brought this fight up about and is it because johnny bedford is still hurt and he's just not available or were you just sick of waiting for that i don't think johnny bedford's hurt i think now he's just he doesn't want to fight me and he's trying to put like other fighters in front of me you know so he doesn't have so he's hoping that i get beat he was hoping that reddick probably beat me he was hoping now he's hoping that reggie's gonna beat me um so he doesn't have to fight me he knows i'm younger he knows i'm stronger i'm faster he knows my skills are way better than him. So he doesn't want to go up against me, you know. So he's trying to find out. I mean, let's be honest. I fought. He was supposed to bin fight me. I already fought two times before he even healed up, you know. It's already been a year since he's fought, I mean, or, or longer. I, that Right there, you know. And nobody gets their eye socket broken in a sparring match. I've been boxing for seven years, and I've been – I sparred way better people, world champions and going at it in the 10 sparrings and I've never gotten a broken eye socket. So has, I, I don't believe that. Has anybody told you that this interim will change to the actual championship if he does not? Yeah, I think, I think, I think he gets stripped. I think he gets stripped after I, when I, after I defend it. Okay. That's, that is, this is like a, such an interesting thing because Bedford, you know, 
he's a great he's been a great fighter for the BKFC for a long time and it, and he doesn't seem like the guy that would run you know right away from a fight I didn't, think so. I didn't think so either until you know so, I fought yeah. him times I didn't think I thought I thought he was I thought he was gonna fight me but you know after I'm fighting my second time and it's not him I mean something's kind of off right there you know right and you're fighting the guy you're fighting is a is an OG man he's a, he's one as tough as they come the only two fights that he's lost are to Johnny Bedford Reggie Barnett Jr is no no slouch so not only are you taking a fight in between you know still waiting on Johnny Bedford you're you're taking on the the toughest customer you are fighting truly the next best guy you know what i mean uh, that's uh that's a commendable thing for you to do to take that too yeah, but let me ask you guys. So everyone says that Reggie's going to be one of my toughest fight. Why am I not going to be Reggie's toughest fight? Oh, nobody's not saying that. Right. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, don't, yeah I don't think anybody's saying that. Nope. Yeah. I think, you know, what it is is just Reggie's like an, an OG OG. So oh, of he's course, fought of so course. many times, and I think that people just respect the hell out of him, and he's been in some gritty bouts and fought, fought you know. Uh, of course, of course. Some, some no, really, he was there, really he was there before me. You know, he is the OG and stuff, but, you know. So what it is, when you ask me that question, Jared, I actually say that as if I kind of, I hold you above him right now. So like he is the toughest opponent you could have got of the guys below you. So it's Johnny Bedford, mm -hmm. then you, and then of everybody else, it's absolutely Reggie Barnett, but Reggie's been out for a year. You've been fucking dudes up for a year. You're five and oh. You're young, you're fresh, you're strong, you're sharper than ever. You got a great team, slaughterhouse boxing. You got the cheat code, you know, coaching you. So, at, in most people's eyes, you are the fucking guy right now. Oh, Nobody, yeah. So we're saying, like, of the competition, Reggie is is probably the toughest yeah. guy you could find. No, I right. definitely agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. When um, now, when you were studying and when Ryan's studying film on Reggie, do you guys um? Are you guys impressed with some of like his clinch work that he's kind of like revolutionized in the uh, in the in the bare knuckle game? He's not your traditional boxer. He has kind of taken his fight style and and made it into something as far as bare knuckle goes. But you know, Ryan Perez is also a guy who's been studying this game and like turning you guys all into fucking murderers. So are you guys yeah. watching watching film on him? Yeah, of course. I mean, that's just basic stuff. Uh, you got to watch the, you know, watch your opponent, see what he does and stuff. And uh, like I said, you know, this was a new sport um, or is still a new sport. And Reggie's coming up with his own things that works for him. Uh, but what works on other guys for him is not going to work on me, you know. And let, I'll just say that me and Ryan studied him a lot and Ryan got the game plan for him. And, you know, when Ryan got the game plan, it usually falls through. Yeah. I mean... Things are going good for you, him, your whole team. You guys got a fucking team, man. Like we yeah. we talk about you guys a lot on this show because you guys basically have a, a a you know an absolute killer in every weight class from one twenty five up, and now you're let you're adding Joey Beltran and Britton Beltran to the mix there. Now you got a heavyweight and you got a, a female. It's like you guys got basically every weight class in the entire sport covered over there in slaughterhouse very impressive what you guys are putting together yeah that's really uh thanks to ryan you know he started off with me uh nobody really knew who we were when we started but you know as uh me and him kept going uh people were seeing and appreciating his coaching skills and his boxing knowledge 
And that's why so many people are now, you know, when they think of who can coach me, they think of Ryan, you know? So that's really thanks to him for him building this team. How old were you when you started training with him? Uh, 17 years old. 17. And what are you, what are you 24 now? 20? 24, yeah. 24. So you got seven years with him. Were you yeah. training Were you training boxing prior to nope. 17? No. Nope. So you started I, I, fresh I never, at 17. I never, I never boxed. I never uh, trained. or not. I was Ryan's wow. first fighter. And uh, I was Ryan's first fighter, you know. Uh, and we met inside uh, uh, the Permanent Pines Pal gym. He was training his son, you know, just doing a little training because he used to box back in the day as well. He was a really good amateur boxer. Uh, so he was just training his son. And then he saw me walk in there. He saw me uh, hitting the bag. He saw me knock out a guy I was sparring. And he took me under his wing, you know. It was, there's a lot more to it, but to make it simple, you know, he, he saw the potential I had and he took me under his wing. He said, hey, do you want to fight in amateurs? And we fought in amateurs and it became fighting in state tournaments, national tournaments. And uh, we finally, you know, went professional. And now here you are with the now title. Yeah. And yeah. He told me, he told me when I was 17 years old, he said, I'll, I'll make you a world champion. How does it feel? We saw wow. you in uh, Hollywood, right? At the last yeah. Uh, events. Yeah. And you're walking around with the title. You're expecting a baby, which is awesome, right? Yeah. You've got a good girl by your side. Your, I believe your family was there too to watch uh, the fights. Was your family there too? My mother, my mother-in-law was there. Okay. I thought so. So, you know, how awesome and how does it feel to be in this position that you dreamed about only a short seven years? I mean, it's not that long and you dreamed about this and here you are. Man, it's a, uh, it's an amazing feeling. Uh, I didn't, when I first started, I could tell you, I didn't think I would get this far. I did, uh, imagine it, but I never thought it would get to this point. Um, you know, I feel great about it. I do feel a lot of envy around me, too. I do see a lot of fighters that are jealous of, and, you know, a lot of fake people that, you know, will try to congratulate me. But really, they feel like if as it's their spot and that if I'm trying to take it away from them, when really I'm just, you know, I'm just better than them and I'm working more harder than them. And, you know, that's so I feel a lot of envy as well. So that I guess that comes with it, comes with the title and uh, being the one of the best. You know, instead of being envy of and being uh jealous of what you're doing, they should actually take note because I want to, I want to tell I listened to your interview. This is, I don't know how long ago it was a couple weeks ago, or maybe yeah. with, with, um, with Yuli on the don't blink podcast. Yeah, and you yeah. mentioned like, you don't party, you don't smoke, you don't drink, don't you don't do fuck around. This is I your don't. job. Yeah. This is your job. You're ultra focused. You want to be the best in the world. You want to get as many titles as you can make as much money as you can and then get out clean and you can do all that shit later. And I, when you said that, I was like, man, not a lot of kids, you know, I call you a kid because I'm 40 and you're 24. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No worries. <laughs> not, a lot, not a lot of kids your age have that mental, that mind state. And it's and, very impressive. Yeah, and, and if you want me to be honest, I'm more proud of that for myself. Like, the world titles nice and stuff but man when you when you see especially i live in i live in miami hollywood so you see a lot of partying going on stuff and like for me to say i'm not involved in that and i'm truly not involved in the people that know me like ryan can actually say like i don't drink i don't smoke nobody could peer pressure me into anything uh you know all i do is i train i work out and um you know i i, I like having fun like i like going to i like doing regular stuff like going to the movies or uh you know just regular recreational stuff um yeah. you know 
but I don't, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't party, I don't do nothing that harms. Because I, at the end of the day, if I really want to do that later on, I could do it later. But after I accomplish what I want to accomplish, you know, it truly, and it really is hard to do. Lots of people get sucked into that life. And yeah, and I live get out of it. Yeah, and I lived the life like my childhood. I lived with my parents drinking and smoking and doing drugs and all this stuff. Like I lived a very rough life, and you would think like you know, uh, other kids would just follow that path of their parents or their, the people around them, but. I chose really a different a different way and uh that's also thanks to ryan too because he kind of guided me you know he made me the person i am today um but yeah it was it's not it's not as as long as you have somebody like ryan like ryan kind of like kept me straight you know but now that mm -hmm. i'm a grown man that's already instilled in me you know i don't have to i don't He's have right. to i don't have to like look for that guidance no more i know i know what to do you know so uh yeah. He's right there in the comments. He says you, you yeah. were programmed by the cheat code to not be a waste that's of talent. Cool. Yeah, right that's, that's thing, yeah, that's one thing he told me not to be a waste of talent. And ever since then, something clicked in my head. And it's I amazing. was like, man, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't, I can't, you know. I sense that like really good, tough love from him. You know what I mean? Like he, oh, gives, yeah, you the, yeah. he gives you it straight and that's it, you know? Oh, yeah, no, he doesn't sugarcoat shit. Like he yeah. literally tells me how it is. Like he will tell me how it is. Like he's, he's really, really tough. But he gives me my props as well. He doesn't. He's not so much tough, tough on me no more because he doesn't have a reason to be. I do everything. Everything he's taught me, I do it on my own. Like he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to call me and ask me if I'm working out, if I'm running, if I'm making weight, if I'm doing this. I'm. I, I'm. I'm a grown man now. Like I do everything. I know what to do. I know what he expects of me. Mm -hmm. And I. And I think as fighters, you're not so. That's a disrespect. That's disrespect to your coach if you're not doing. The things that he expects of you right because he's putting in time for you you know ryan's up in the morning uh, uh training me is it so if i if i'm sitting there just bullshitting around i'm disrespecting him you know and so you know I, and and another thing that like he he has to just he has to love you as like his pupil because he like you said he doesn't have to worry about you but he, you're you are also like creating no, he's, like my, he's like my dad no he's, he's like, like your dad. My dad. and now yeah. he's watching you he's watching you you're about to have a baby like we talked about but yeah, yeah. you know you're you're an entrepreneur you're uh breeding you're breeding bullies you're uh you you said on got, the other podcast you just real, estate, real yeah, estate license yeah. like yeah you're oh, about yeah. you're about building a good future for your child and that's a fucking that's a great yeah. thing like i said me. going back i didn't have a, i didn't have a good childhood at all like ryan knows it so now that motivated me to give my kid like everything i had and still give myself stuff that i didn't get to have you know so i see like this this opportunity with bare knuckle the way i'm getting paid and and how like the potential for it is is you know is limitless so I'm not going to sit there and waste it by fucking drinking, partying, smoking, and fucking tearing my body down, you know? So, and that's the advantage I have over all these other fighters that they don't understand. Like, I'm not doing, like, I see a lot of these fighters, like, after they go fight, they'll go drink, they'll go party, and which there's nothing wrong with that, you know? There's, they're living life to them. That's living life, mm -hmm. you know? But for me, that, I'm just different. I don't, I don't like doing that. So I think that's hurting my body more than anything. And that's why I always have the advantage over these, a lot of these fighters, you know? Because they Did can't, you, they already, they already been programmed to go drink, party, do all, and they, they fall under peer pressure with the people they hang around. I don't have friends, and not because I can't, because I get invited to parties, I get invited to yacht parties and all these things, you know, from people that want to hang around me. I just choose not to do it because I know what comes with all that, you know, and I'm not gonna put myself around it right as of right now, you know. When, when you so were, a, when you were a teen, were 
were you hanging around? Like, were your friends smoking weed? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and, like, and I was doing, I was, were doing, you, man, when we, I was like, well, when I was like 15, 16, man, I was, I was always getting into like, just getting into shit, like uh, trouble and stuff like that. I was, I was always hanging around bad people. Uh, man, I was doing a lot of bad shit. Shit that I can't even say on the podcast right now. So, uh, yep. yeah, so, we understand. Um, yeah, but that's not. But that's that's because you know just the the you Where know you my came. my dad that I was around and stuff. Uh, he was you know he went to prison a couple of times and he he didn't really teach us the right way that much. Um, you know, and I guess we took off of that. You know, we were young. I was 15, 16 years old. Uh, I thought that was you know the way to go. But then as I got older and you know I met Ryan. Ryan t- kind of taught me how to you know, do the right thing and right things. And now that I'm grown, it's just instilled in me. Like, I know, I know what's the right thing to do. I know what I have to do. And, you know, that's why I'm, I made it this far. I got to tell awesome. you, man, I'm, I'm even more impressed by you now than, than before. Like we were impressed by, you know, you in the ring before. And the first time we talked to you, you were very quiet. You weren't too talkative. And, yeah. and Ryan actually told us the first time we talked to you, he was like, Hey, you want to interview my fighter, Jared Grant? He's kind of an asshole, and he doesn't talk much. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, oh that's you guys are cool." But you guys yeah. are cool. Man. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with you guys now. It's all good. Yeah, I was like, "Man, I'm yeah, I'm really excited to talk to that guy." Then that's what I said to him. Oh yeah, he's an asshole and he doesn't talk much. Yeah, sure, let us talk to him. That sounds great. But yeah. no, you you really opened up. You've developed, and what you're saying tonight should re- like you, I I can't imagine people not just being more of a fan of you because you're a role model to all these other fighters. With that said, it sounds like Ryan's, you know, father figure and a lot of these guys in that gym. Besides yourself, who's the next champion coming out of the slaughterhouse? Howard Davis. Uh, he's, you know, he's, what, what is he, 4-0 now? Or 4-0 Howard. high? And he just fought Jimmy Rivera, which is, yep. like, one of the top, like, he just fought a vet. And he went all five rounds with him. Why wouldn't yep. he be t- uh, champion, you know? Uh, and he, right. fought with, he fought with a messed up hand. So if he was doing if he was doing that with a messed up hand, I mean, can you imagine when he's 100? percent You know, he, to me, he's the next champion. And there's so many, there's so much more people in my camp that's going to be champions. Um, but right as of right now, you know, his his record's up there next to mine, and he's he's in next in line for a title shot. That is um, that's the easy answer. I did I completely yeah. forgot it because you know who yeah. was sticking in my head was uh, Gogo. Like Gogo. Oh, Gogo! Had, yeah, Gogo's. A he's killer. impressed. He's, gonna, he's impressed yeah, the he, shit out of me. No, yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be another one. Uh, but as of right now, I mean, Howard's up there next to me, so it, it just makes sense that he would be the next one to get the title shot. You know, the next guest on the show tonight, I believe, is training with you guys now too, right? Is Jomi over there? Is Jomi? Yeah, uh, yeah, Jomi's training with us. Is wow. he? Uh, is he part of the team now, or is this? Uh, yeah, one... he's part of the team. He's part of the oh, team. Oh man, Jesus! You guys are putting together the Avengers over there. What the fuck? Yeah, I guess you could say that. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty impressive. It is. Um, Igniting is what it is. It's like a a straight up bare knuckle gym through and through. It's fantastic. I I, I love it because the sport's growing. And we say it all the time on the show, like how many people like they don't realize like you're watching history. You're watching the people who are molding this sport into what it's going to be in the future. You know, we watch UFC today and you see style bender on there and John Jones has passed through yeah. and, you know, you see all these great fighters come through and, but there's all the fighters that came before them that they emulate and they also use to change things to become that perfect fighter. And we're seeing the people now that everyone's going to talk about and emulate in the future, you know? 
Yeah, it's really yeah, bare knuckles its own lane right now. It's fucking awesome, man. Um, this fight with Reggie Barnett, uh, do you see it going the distance? Do you see uh, – how do you see it uh, playing? So I'll, tell you guys, I'll, I'll tell you guys one thing about me. I try not – I don't put the pressure on myself of saying, oh, I'm – and this is something I learned in amateurs about myself, and that's why it's so important to fight in the amateurs because you learn a lot of things about yourself. Um, I don't put the pressure of saying I'm going to knock him out in the first round, second round, third round. I just let it happen. Whatever happens, happens. I mean – I have an 80% KO uh, ratio right now. So, you know, most of my fights don't go to distance. Uh, Reddick was the only lucky one that, you know, went five rounds with me. Uh, so, you know, whatever happens in it, clearly, uh, I'm not planning on it going five rounds. But if that's what happens, that's what happens. But I can guarantee you it's going to be a hell of a fight. Awesome. And I'm excited about this one for sure. Uh, Mike, do you want to do a couple uh, couple yeah, speed round questions with let's this guy? It. And then we'll get yeah. him out of here. Yeah, here we go. It. Let's ask you some off-the-wall ones here. Other than fighting or boxing, what is something that you're really good at? Uh, I'm really good at basketball for my height. Yeah, I made, me and my brothers always played basketball since we were little. That was like one of our first sports. There you go. Love yeah, basketball. Play, Damn, play, Allen Iverson over there. I used to play on the AAU team. I used to play on my uh, my school team, so I, you know, I'm pretty decent at it. There you go. Number two. Best gangster movie of all time. Uh, fuck. Guys, cut me off. Oh, uh, law-abiding citizens. Law-abiding citizens. All right, all right. That's uh, is that Russell Crowe? And yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a fucking. It's nasty got a twist, little twist, little twist. Uh, I like that. All right, number three, most annoying question people always ask you. Oh, does uh, does bare knuckle hurt? <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Feels good. All right, yeah. this next next question's geared towards you about to be a dad. Favorite Disney movie? Because you're gonna be watching a lot of that. Uh fuck. I don't uh, I can't remember, guys. I'm you, sorry. You'll you'll I, can't, I can't. bet you we ask you this in a year, you're gonna have one. Or even yeah, in two I years. Oh my god, forget yeah. it. You'll yeah. be like Finding Nemo, um, yeah. Toy Story. Monsters, Inc. Oh, Toy yeah, Story. Finding Nemo is a good one. Finding Nemo is a good one. Yeah. yeah. And last question for you. What is something you always wanted to do but have never done? Uh, Skydiving. Why? We, but, yeah, probably yeah. Won't, but probably probably won't do it because, you know, that's some, that's some white people shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'm not doing that shit. Hell yeah. No. <laughs> I'm a fucking white boy and I'm not jumping on any place. Yeah, so. exactly. I'm, I'm, good. I'm good off that. All right, man. Well, J July 23rd, main event. He's going to defend his interim title against Reggie Barnett Jr. in a banger of a main event. Thank you for coming on tonight. You have any final words before we let you go? Uh, just thank you to all my sponsors that uh, are getting me ready for this fight. Thank you to my coach, Ryan Perez, that's watching right now. Thank you to Nelson, my manager. Uh, and just thank you for everyone that's supporting me. And thank you guys for having me on. Thank you. As always, man. You're always welcome on here. Thank you, Jared. We'll see you down in Tampa. Sounds good, man. See you guys. All right. All right. Later. 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 All right. There's the kid Gotti himself, the reigning, defending, interim 135-pound champion. Uh, we're going to bring Jomi Escoboza on real quick. Mike, can you shoot Reggie a message? Tell him to hang in there for a little while. Yeah. We'll come back yep. in like 15 minutes. Yep. All good. right. All right. Our next guest up to uh, up to bat here is another member of Slaughterhouse. We just got told he is the he is the the Thanos of the group. 
right? He, yep, he's, he's ready to go in there. He's and ready to go in there and snap oof. fingers. Here he is, Jomi Archangel Escoboza, BKFC's official right hitman. Yo, 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 yo. What's good? What's, What's happening, happening, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm still, you know, I'm still my team, Team KO Committee. I'll be, I'll be working with, with some boys at Slaughterhouse. speaks getting some sparring in, just like I get some sparring in at, at uh, Sanford MMA and shit. But remember, Team KO Committee. Remember the name. Because we're taking over. And, um, yeah, uh, I, I want to get some shit straight, you know, because uh, yesterday I, I overheard, you know, that uh, most of my fights go to decision. The last time I checked... I got more KO wins than this motherfucker got wins. You feel me? He got three wins. I got four KOs on my record. You, you feel me? I so, you. you know, so, yeah, that we got to get that shit straight. And, <laughs> and, and talking about coming up in competition, nah, bro, he's coming up in competition facing me. Look at the records. Look like at who it. he fought. Everybody who he's fought, look at their combat records, their pro combat records. Barely, barely got any fights. Look at everybody who I fought. Look at their combat records. The fucking list of fucking fights, of pro fights. So coming up in competition, nah, he's just the next victim in line. So ain't, ain't no coming up in competition. He's just the next victim in line. Remember, I'm the one that's 7-0. I'm the first 185 champion in the United States in bare knuckle boxing. So, you know, we got to get that straight first because that that whole I'm, I'm a decision fighter, nah, bro. I got more, more KO wins than decision wins. So we got to get that shit straight first, you know? So, yeah. Wow. All right. I like the spice I, here. I, I, I like love the this. I love this coming up here. I don't know Man. if we've ever seen this side of you before, but I and, like it. Yeah. Get with that Team KO community. And, 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 and that's who you represent. You yeah. don't represent pussies, bro. We, re we represent, you know, we represent it, man. Uh, we got over there with you. No, nah, that's, 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 my, that's, that's my Jedi master, you know? That's the, that's the one that, <laughs> that, you see, that you see, you know, in the corner telling me, you know, Using the fucking controller, telling me all the codes and telling me what to do to destroy all these motherfuckers. Dude, you're super fired up. This fight's gonna be good. He's coming off a loss. You're seven and zero. You guys are, you know, fighting to be right at the top of that division for sure. He is a tough guy, a lot of power, but you know, you got that length and that jab. But you got more than just a jab. Everybody always talks about the jab. Um, why do you see you walking through Jared? You know, obviously, every every fighter's confident, but you seem ultra confident, and you're and you're ready to make a statement here. So, uh, what is it about your opponent coming up that that you see is isn't going to be too much of a challenge for yourself? I got I got more weapons. I got way more weapons than what he has. He's a he's a one dimensional fighter. That's it. Like I, I just have way more. Who who does he train with? What what kind of level of training does he have that that that's preparing him for me? You feel me? Like, like I, I got I got world class fighters that I train with, that I spar with, that that will knock his ass the fuck out at any given moment. I'm prepared for any anybody in this roster, and 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 all that B League, uh, um, BYB bullshit, and, and motherfuckers not respecting my shit. Yeah, that shit. Look where Lorenzo came from, the same motherfucking place, and look what he did. It's the same shit. It, it's this is this is no B League. This is no A League. It's just bare knuckle in the beginning. Everybody's the same. There's no B League or, or D League. Look at look at the roster. It's a bunch of guys that 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 old Ben Gay smelling guys, washed up, coming from all these other organizations, washed up. Nah, bro. This ain't this ain't no 
B-League, A-League shit. The last time I checked in, in BYB, the, those guys are more hungry. They don't they don't get that celebrity status and shit that, that you get over here in BKFC. So motherfuckers is more hungry over there. So it's just like yeah, all that B-League, C-League, D-League bullshit, that, that shit got to go out the window. It's just, it's just retarded right now. You feel me? I I I, I love this, Joey. I, Joey Escoboza fired up on all cylinders tonight. Goddamn right, man. Goddamn right. All that shit. But I'll tell you right now, I'm guilty of saying it like, but I'm talking about it like an organizational standpoint. Like, no, fight is a fucking fight, bro. Who's a fuck about organization? I I know this. I know that a fight's a fight. I'm just saying that the the BKFC is looked at as the like UFC of bare knuckle and BYB is looked at as Bellator. Maybe production wise, but right. roster wise, roster wise, this competition is competition. Right. It's too early Absolutely. for all that B League, A League shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, man, you guys are fired up tonight for sure. Um, the the one hundred eighty five pound division. Let's talk about this for a second. It may be held up at the moment. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about Lorenzo Hunt holding the one eighty five pound title? A lot of people are pissed about the fact that he's never actually weighed 185 pounds for any of those fights. Uh, he's talking about going up to 205, fighting Quentin Henry or, or uh, Gustavo Trujillo or Mike Richmond. So it looks like that title that sit, that belongs in your weight class is going to be in limbo for a while. What are your thoughts on that? My thoughts is give me an opponent. I'm going to knock him the fuck out and give him my check. That's my opponent. I mean, that's 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 what I think. Just give me an opponent. I'm going to fuck him up. My record says it all. I'm the first 185 bare knuckle boxing champion in the United States in this early sport. So, you know, I'm already a champion. I'm just mm-hmm. coming in collecting more skulls. So I know the A-League, B-League thing is pissing you off and the BYB thing is pissing you off. And rightfully so, because you came from BYB. Here you are in BKFC. You won the belt there. Through and- a tournament of more experienced fighters. And now you came to BKFC, and do you feel as though that they're treating you that way? Because when you came in as a fighter who is six and zero, and then they don't put you in the top five, and then you come in and you beat Tomlinson, and they still don't put you in the top five. Is that kind of put a little bit of fire behind you? Does that is that what aggravates you even more? Because you think that the actual promotion is treating you like that you are a hey. B leaguer, but you know that you're not. You want to you want to know what happened in that fight, right? I came in that fight. I didn't I didn't try to fight technical. I just came in that fight to out dog him. He's he's a dog. He he's a bully. I came out to out bully him. You know I'm getting my hands wrapped in the back. I'm supposed to be the third fight of the night, right? Right. I'm getting my left hand wrapped, nothing on, no gear on, and motherfuckers come back there telling me, Joe, man, you got 30 seconds to walk out. I'm walking to the ring, putting on my cup and my shoes and all my gear, walking out to the ring, cold as fuck. <laughs> and they, they try to ice me. They try to ice me. Undefeated fighter coming in, already a champion. But guess what? I went out there and fucking destroyed and did what I had to do. And now I'm the co-main event. Ain't nobody going to fucking ice me now. Now you, 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 you're going to see some fucking destruction now. Man, I <laughs> I, uh, I feel nobody, it, man. I Nobody feel knows it. that story. Nobody knows that story, no, right? No, they just that, see me go out there and just get into a little firefight and shit, right? But nobody knows yeah. that story. We were actually there. We talked to you that night. That that was a hell of a performance by you to to be coming out cold like that. It's kind of fucked up, but you definitely performed. Like you showed out in oh, your you 
went in and went against game plan. I, I just went against the game plan to be to be honest. I didn't even I didn't even follow the oh, game yeah. plan. I just bullied him. That's all I tried to do is just bully him. I was just pissed off already. I feel like I kind of came see out that there. I came out there like a long legged pissed off Dominican Israeli. I, I do feel like it was a bit of a different type of a fight for sure from your prior fights. Like I feel like you're a little bit uh, more like a sniper in the other fights. In this one, you were more all out fucking war, which was fantastic. And- yeah. I thought, I thought that was, I thought you were coming in there to just try to put on a show for your, for your debut over there. But right. I, I guess you came in there pissed off cold and threw the game plan out the window and brawled out. Either way, it worked out for you. You got a nice win. You're seven and zero now. You got a co-main event spot against a tough fighter. Um, sky's the limit for you, man. I know that you got all the talent in the world. You got the you got the charisma and the attitude behind it too. Um, you don't see this fight going the distance, do you? Nah, man. The plan is is to never go the distance. You know, whatever right. happens, happens. But you you already know what I say. If if they dare survive five rounds, their face is gonna be fucked up, mauled up, just like all my fights. If they don't go to the five rounds, they either fall and and they don't stand up, and that's how they save their face. But if they if they want to keep standing up, their face is gonna get fucked up, and it's just proven facts. So that's why I have four KOs. I have more KO wins than decision wins. Coming from and then, BYU- and then when I go to decision, their faces are ugly. <laughs> well, coming from BYB, and you fought in seven round fights or three minute rounds. How how different is that? this is a cakewalk this is a cakewalk you're giving me a bigger ring less time come on man like what what kind of shit is this man like this i'm gonna out cardio everybody that i fight they're not ready for this shit they're not ready for this kind of cardio this kind of pressure i'm telling you they're not ready for this type of shit all these guys are training for two minute rounds i'm seasoned three minute seven rounds going the going the distance at the same pace doing the same shit with injured hands and still mauling motherfuckers. So it's like, yeah, I'm coming in with a, with a, a completely different type of cardio than all these guys. And they can say all this shit. They don't respect my record. They don't do this shit. But then at the end of the night, they're going to be fucked up. Always. <laughs> I love it. Oh man, Joey, I love this. I love this. I'm telling you, I'm fired up. I'm fired up for this fight you know, 10 times more now than I was 20 minutes oh, yeah. ago. I swear to God. I knew it was a nice fight. Jared's a tough fighter, but you fired okay. up like this. This thing's going to be fucking fantastic. And, and tell me, tell me, who has Jared fought? Yeah, he caught Zion because Zion had his hands down. All right, cool. Zion was beating the shit out of him. Look at, look at him after the fight. All fucked up. He, he, he was getting tossed around the ring. Every fight this man fights, he's getting tossed around the ring. He needs to go back to 170. He needs to go down to 175 after this fight. And you're going to see why. He's going to go down to 175. He's too small for this weight class. You, Jared Grant? You th- I mean, uh, Jared Warren? You think Jared Warren's too small for the weight class? Look at every single one of his fights and tell me tell me if he doesn't get tossed around the ring. Yeah, I'm trying to think about uh, he fought Scott O'Shaughnessy. He fought uh, Tomlinson. Zion, he fought Doolittle. Wait, who? He fought and he fought who? Dyer. No, no, Dyer, Tomlinson. Scott, who that that's who's that? <laughs> I hear you. I hear and then you. and then he has the nerve. He has the nerve to say that that I, I haven't fought nobody, motherfucker. You you put him in the same tournament I was in. He doesn't win that shit. <laughs> Plain and simple. 
All right. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. I wonder if, is that, does anybody know, is uh, Warren watching right now? I wonder what he has Fuck to him. say about Hey, welcome, man. I don't care, man. I don't this care. Is he, your... he, he, he crossed the line <laughs> with the with the disrespect. And that little motherfucker. And right I love it. And, 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 and I love it. It's, it's, all, it's all motivation. All motivation for me. Well, I have to say, I do love it. As Kyle said, after this interview, the like everybody already wanted to see this fight. They're gonna want to see it ten times more now because there's a little bit of uh, vitriol here. There's a little bit of uh, I'm not gonna say hate, but you know, hey, you want to pound the guy's face in, and that's not what we're here to see. The whole fucking system, bro. Yeah, it's, 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 you. The, the, the whole the whole system is is just disrespectful right now, <laughs> and I'm gonna slap that shit right back. I, yeah. I do kind of feel that I do believe that the system disrespected you from the second that you came I agree. in because I agree if, with this. are you being uh six and oh and coming in and I, okay, you're, they gave you Tom and know, Sarah, right? like he's a known person. Yeah. So that's cool. They gave him, but when you won uh, and they didn't put you in the top five, I, I definitely agree. That was disrespectful. So, sure. so here's my thing. They, they don't recognize records from outside organizations which is the stupidest fucking thing i've ever heard in my life because they definitely recognize all the fucking ufc records that these guys come exactly. in with exactly and they exactly. talk about these drunk motherfuckers yeah they talk about they talked about the fucking dude that fought brito who had 50 something pro boxing matches they talked about those yeah. 57 fucking years old Pain gay smelling niggas. Pain gay. Alka-Seltzer smelling. That's all we smell when we go back there. <laughs> nah, I, I don't I don't understand the the the, the logic behind not recognizing other BK. They don't talk about BKB records. They don't talk about BYB records. They don't talk about Valor. None of those are even on the books as if you go on the BK Bare knuckle is bare knuckle. It's an early sport. You got to count all that shit. You got I think you do. I think you got to count everything. It's it's uh it's crazy that they don't. Man, you're uh you're fired up. You're ready for this one. Um, you we haven't even really had to ask any questions out of you because you've answered <laughs> every question that we were gonna ask you. You answered just just going off. So, fucking fantastic, Jomi. You're the man, of course. Um. So the plan is go in there, get another W, and then uh, on to the next, right? That's it. Goddamn right. On to the next victim. Who? On to them 8-0 and then go go to 9-0 and and then give me that fucking title. I'm taking that fucking that, ask, that power stone. Can I ask you this? Um, like I said about Lorenzo, Lorenzo holds the belt and, and, and that him. shit might – Yeah, okay. But what I'm going to say is do you have a name in mind that you would like to – do you have another victim in mind after Jared oh, or is it whoever they put on the contract you're signing and you're going? No, no name. I'm a, I came in as the, you see that name right there. You, you see that name yeah, right the there. Official hitman. That's the right. official hitman. That's what's on my contract. When I signed my contract, I came in <laughs> as a hitman to knock out all these motherfuckers complaining. <laughs> He's the cropopulous you... uh, of the group. Cropopulous Michael. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> here I go killing again. <laughs> yep. The Krabopulous oh. Michael of the group. Doesn't matter who it is. The contract doesn't matter the name. You know, you got fans in the, the you, got, you got fans in the uh, comments here asking you to put your hair down so they could see your gorgeous hair. They want females that are asking. They want to see that mane. They want to see that lion mane there. <laughs> uh, they, they they can go look at pictures right now, but right now yeah. I'm I'm too fired up. I'm too I'm fucking training up. right now and 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 I'm I'm ready to fucking kill, man. 
Yeah, y'all gonna see some fucking shit on, on the 23rd. Y'all gonna see some shit. The whole, team. I'm, the, the whole plan is to go up there like fucking Troy, kill him in front of his family and drag his body back down to South Florida. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to well, be there to witness this. Whole we will thing. be there. Tell me, thank you very much for fucking coming on here tonight and opening up and just That's blasting everybody. We love it. Yeah, hey, my my coach, just like me, me, just like I always say, Fuck all my, my coach, he, he's getting sick and tired of all this shit because we put in the fucking work. We need some respect got to get put on the, on our name, man. The difference between us, we a fucking gang, nigga. Gang, gang shit. We coming Fuck in that. a fucking wreck shit. We it's ruining everybody's plans. Everybody's plans is getting Fuck ruined. Coming into that bullshit. So that means that motherfucker's telling me my work don't mean shit. Exactly. Get the fuck out of here. Hey, they're telling us that our work don't mean shit. Talking about, talking mean, about, mean, I'm mean, coming mean. up in competition. Get the fuck out of here. I fought, I fought more competition. I fought better competition than Jerry Warren. He's, I have more KOs than he has wins. Just think about that. Just think about that. It's all facts. You can, you can look it up yourselves, everybody. You can find seven and no four KOs. All right, man. Well, you have any final words you want to say here, Jomi? We've uh, we've had you for 25 minutes here. We're going to let you get back to training. You guys are fired up. We're excited about you on July 23rd. What do you got to say? Last set. Fuck them all. Fuck them all. I've been saying that before, Lorenzo. Fuck them all. Fuck them all. All right, all man. Right. Well, Mike, you got anything else for Jomi? I, hey, look at I, I, you know what? I love the, uh, you know, the fun, uh, crazy, awesome Jomi. And I love the fired up. I'm going to kill your ass, Jomi, too. I'm ready to see you. We'll see you down in Tampa next week. We will be there and uh, we'll catch up with you. And then we will we will be there to see. Oh, uh, yeah. Winning some motherfucking destruction. There you go. Right. Once again. We appreciate you coming on, Jomi. You guys can go back to uh, training now. You seem fired up. Go ahead and get back to whatever you were doing. And thank you very much for coming on, as always. Yeah, man. Appreciate right. it. Take it All easy. All right, guys. Thank Later. you. Man, Jomi fired up Escoboza. Yes. My God. He is. He's, uh, he is ready and mad. I don't, I don't know, mad. man. It was it was a mad it was a mad Jomi, but it's not just him. It seems like his whole team. You can hear his coach in the background uh-huh, just uh-huh. firing off. Um, man, I'm looking forward to seeing that one more than I was before. Tell you that. It, well, you know what it goes to show you. Like so, when we were talking to Jared yesterday, it seemed like it was kind of like a calm conversation, not too crazy. Um, but you know, things get mentioned, and you don't really think about how the other person sees it from their side. And mm-hmm. so now when he presents that to us, it's like, okay, you make some fair points, spit some facts out there uh, about the records, uh, you know, talking about how many people he's fought. And he definitely got disrespected on the way in. And I seven oh, I know not in the top five is absolutely insane. When you have guys that. that are in the top five that, uh, you know, don't have even a combined record of wins and losses that he has in wins. So yeah. Big Ben says that was yeah. absolutely awesome. It was. Thank you very much to a fired up Joe Miescaboza. We can't wait to see him fight down there with Jared. Uh, that, like you, like you just said, it, it seemed like Jared was very calm and composed going in. Definitely, uh, definitely two sides to that story for sure. But we have our our fourth and final guest ready to come on. He's been waiting patiently. He got to see that firsthand from our virtual green room. I'm gonna. 
bring him in here in a second. He is going to be challenging Jared Grant for the interim title, the Bantamweight title, uh, on July 23rd in the main event. He is an OG. He is educated hands, easy Reggie Barnett Jr. What's up, brother? What's yes. up, fellas? What's up? What's oh, going on? Man, man, what'd you what'd you think about that interview with Jomi? Man, look, I can't I can't take it to that level. You know, I got I got <laughs> fans and kids and all that stuff that watch and follow me. So I ain't I ain't gonna be dropping as many F bombs as Jomi did, but man, you know, yeah. Hey, sometimes it'd be like that. That's just how you feel about it, especially if you feel disrespected in that way. You know, I mm-hmm. I I understand his sentiment. You know, I had a few guys that I thought I felt the same way about. So we'll see if he can keep, you know, even though he's fired up and feeling that way, if he can keep a level mind going into the fight. Right. Any veteran fighter knows that you don't get in their fight based upon emotion and anger and feelings. You get in there and you execute upon your craft and your skill, not how you feel. I'm yeah, man. Absolutely. If going in there uh, that fired up could could be detrimental, but it could also be his uh, it could be the fuel that makes him absolutely wreck shit when he gets in there. So we'll see on July 23rd. And sorry, my squad's rolling. My, my team's rolling in. My squad's rolling in. When we get done here, we got our second training session of the, of the day. So now we're going to rush it off. Ellie. Ten. No rush. This guy at 10 30 p.m. He's gonna get out there. I was you know what? Done. I was just talking to somebody about this. Um ring I'm a bit, baby. I Why don't think be training so... at 10 30. See a lot of guys, and I'm gonna give I'm I'm gonna True. give some, right. I'm gonna give some free game to you young fighters. And Jared, I know you're gonna see this and steal it probably, or you already know. Hopefully, you already know. If you know that you are gonna fight late, that you are, you know, the main event later in night, then closer to the fight, you start training around the time that you're going to fight. Like we, we do morning sessions, we do afternoon sessions. And then the week before the fight, we train at night. Why? Because I'm going to fight at night. And I don't want 10, 30, 11, 30, almost 12 o'clock at night. And, you know, normally the human body is like, oh, the day's over. Let me go ahead and shut down and start relaxing and not be mentally focused and mentally aware. So, you know, we in the gym at night. So that way we can, you know, we're going to get our little bit of calisthenics, cardio, all that good stuff in. And then we all go sit down as a team and do some mental focus and some meditation. You know, it's important to be on game and be aware, especially when you know you're fighting. Yeah, man. And, you know, I was talking to somebody. Yeah, and they, were, yeah. they were talking about the fact that uh, you've been out for almost a year. But I was like, man, I don't know if you guys follow him on social media. Reggie never stops training. So I don't think ring rust is a fucking bullshit thing when it comes to a guy like yourself, because you never stop training. You're, you, you've been training this whole time. So how are you and feeling? Not, going in this? You know, I own my own gym. So I send boxing right here in Chesapeake VA. You know, and we actually got two kids right now at nationals in Kansas, you know, so we, we build a champions. That's what we do. If I'm not building myself up to be a champion, then I'm helping the youth and I'm helping my kids and my other students, you know, get yeah. prepared at that level. You know, You've been out for a little bit. Your last fight was against Johnny. It didn't go your way. We thought when we were there live, and I thought you did enough to win that fight that night. I thought I won too. And if I didn't win, I thought I had did enough to get a draw and get that sudden death six round. Right. And, and, I really did. and when they announced 50-44, I felt like that fucking, oh, see, I was supposed to not to drop any F-bombs. I'm sorry, Mominger. I felt <laughs> like that referee was paid off. You know, or he was looking somewhere else during that fight. There's no way you scored that fight and I didn't win one round. I don't know what he was smoking, what he was doing, what he was drinking over there on the side of that squared circle. But that was a whole bunch of bull crap. But we don't dwell on the past, the past, the past. 
You can't, would, you know. Right? I would, just better. It's not a loss. It's a learn learning lesson. And so I was going to ask you in the in the year that you've been off, you've been training, you've been training your kids at the gym and all this stuff. But you've been have you been watching Jared Grant's rise to uh, to five and zero, oh, and and he's looked pretty good. Have you been impressed by what you saw about your uh, from your upcoming opponent? I've always been a fan of Jared. When Jared first came in the league, there's a picture of me and Jared when he won his first fight, and I told him, you know, that I was excited that they were bringing you know fresh young talent, born in and bare knuckle in itself. And that, um, you know, he was going to grow in the sport. And that's what I wanted to see. Now, did I expect to be the one to have to get in there and chop his head off so soon? Absolutely not. You know, but we knew at some point in time we were going to have to fight each other. This isn't something that me and Jared did discuss. You know, I told him, you know, get some more wins under your record. Um, you know, beat up a couple people and somewhere down the line. My expectation that I was going to be the champion when I fought him. It just so happens that he's the interim champion, whatever the hell that means. You know, but at the end of the day, we knew this fight was going to happen eventually. Uh, and so here we are almost a week away from it. And uh, it's going to be a banger. He, Jared is a rising star. He's a good fighter. I'm not sleeping on him at all. You know, and he's still hungry. He has a goal, a dream, a mindset. And so do I. And so when you have two opposite forces that are working really, really hard to accomplish their dream and their goal, and you put them in the class, uh, all you get is freaking fireworks. So that's exactly what's going to happen. Sorry, there's mosquitoes in the gym. Got to kill them. <laughs> At first, I thought you said there was some speedos. In the <laughs> oh, what's going on there? No, they open the door. And as soon as they open the door, the bugs are like, ooh, fresh meat. They started flying in. Oh, man. I fucking hate mosquitoes so much. Jeez. No, We've got to be the worst thing on the planet, right? One of the worst things ever than damn mosquitoes. Reggie, what do you think about the BKFC five years after after it started up? You've been there basically from the jump. Uh, you've watched this sport grow, and now... Oh, go ahead. Finish your question. Uh, now. Now, now they're venturing off into London. They're bringing in all these big-name fighters, but they also have the homegrown talent, like you just said, like uh, like yourself and like most of the Slaughterhouse boxing guys with Jared Grant. Those guys are all homegrown bare knuckle fighters um what are your thoughts about the sport five years later after it starts up and uh what do you think what do you think should be changed or tweaked being an og like yourself i i I feel like you would have some insight on something like that um i ain't in charge (laughs) (laughs) but if you were but if you were, I mean, like, if you, well, if you would you want, would you want to add rounds? Would you want to, like, now yeah, that we're, now that was, we're five years That in, was my main thing. You know, I've always felt like championship fights should be seven rounds, period. You know, if you look at other combat sports, um, when it's a championship fight, there's always two extra rounds. So, give me two extra rounds in either of the Johnny fights, and he would not have won. I feel like it being a five-round fight for a championship is not enough. Not if all the other fights in the rest of the night are five rounds. What is right. the speculality of it being a championship fight if it's I the do. same length of all the other fights? Yeah. That doesn't make to me that's never made sense. If if there's one thing that I could change in that in, you know, bare knuckle fighting championships in itself, it would be that. And in honesty, in every title fight that I've had, I have petitioned for two extra rounds and I've always been shot down. Uh, so this time I just I just let it be. You know, it is what it is. I can't change how the powers that be at work. I am forever grateful to be a part of this organization, a part of this sport. 
Uh, and I will always be a founding father, no matter how my career goes at the end of it. When you bring up bare knuckle fighting championship, uh, Reggie Easy Barnett educated hands will be synonymous with the 135 pound weight class, if not the the whole organization in general. So, right. but yeah, if, if there was anything I could change, I would change that. The, the reason why I asked that question is because we had another OG. We had Elvin Brito on last night. So, like, I hold you I hold you and Elvin and Christine Faria and, and like, uh, Lorenzo Hunt all in, like, the same category of you guys are kind of pioneers of the sport. And we had a nice conversation with him about that, like, possibly, like, adding open scoring, adding rounds to the championship rounds. Um, I think yeah. open scoring in any essence is a good thing. I like, you know, because it – it, it's a give and take for open score, you know, because if you're in the lead and you know you're in the lead, you can kind of coast, you know, but if you're behind and you know you're behind, it makes you push a little harder. Yeah, you got to go for the kill. Yeah, you got to go for the kill. So as far as open scoring, and it, it varies from state to state. Some states have open scoring and then some states don't. Um, I don't really think you could mandate that within the organization. That's still a, a athletic commission issue in itself when you talk about the, the scoring part of it, you know. But also, I feel like there should be more clear-cut description on what the judges are scoring on. So Boom. That is that, that is it's it because that is also kind of left to dang they just rolling in. What's up, bro? Um, <laughs> let me finish this interview. I'll be with everybody. Um, yeah, we deep. It's what it's almost ten thirty at night. And I'll show you. We deep in here. <laughs> you know, my I have. An amazing training camp. I have amazing uh, team members. Hey, 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 I'm still interviewing y'all. <laughs> um, you know, so it's almost main event time. Yeah, it's almost main event time. So you were you but, were talking you know, about but, it here the the scoring, like you we were saying yesterday, there needs to be, you know, uh, an actual. <laughs> he's going to lay the smack down. Look at look at don't no don't smack me down, please. No. <laughs> All right, so. What I was saying is last night we were we were talking to Elvin Brito and I mentioned to him like there needs to be an actual written now it doesn't have to be across the board because right now like BKFC, BYB, BKB, that all that's that's separate right now. They have different rules, different things. It's not gonna happen. But if BKFC, which you're fighting in right now, they sit down and say, All right, this is scoring and this is how it works, you know. Knockdowns, yeah, knockdowns, significant are, strikes, yeah. headshots, body shots, uh, ring control. What takes precedence and what are the judges scoring? Because everyone, no one even knows that. Nobody knows. With. Nobody and knows, so, right? And so doing? at the end of the fight, you look and it's like, you know, this person wins and everybody else thought that person won. And it's like, well, what the hell fight were they watching? Like, you know, it, 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 you're, you're absolutely right. There needs to be a clear cut uh, description, interpretation, or uh, I'm I'm missing another word that details exactly what we're going in for, what what they're judging us on a base upon when we're fighting. Now, as far as I'm concerned anymore, I don't really care what the judges think, whatever, because I'm never stepping in that squared circle with the expectation of it going five rounds, ever, ever, ever again. Never, not after the Johnny fight. I will never ever be in a bare knuckle fight where I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to try to win this decision. Decisions for me and my mind have gone out the window. Real quick, before um, before we move on, I, I I and talk about your fight and all. I, I want to ask you. You were uh, you put up a post. Mm, 
maybe four weeks ago at this point, three or four weeks ago. And you had said, it looks like I'm going to be shelved for a year or so. And Feldman actually, one of the only times I've ever seen him get on and actually respond to a fighter like right there on Facebook. And he was like, didn't I just talk to you about a 125 pound tournament, right? So right there and then it was like, oh, Reggie's going to be in a 125 pound tournament. Boom. Days later, I feel like you're in this, you're in this fight. What happened to that? And do you know anything about the 125 pound tournament if that's happening? So me and Dave had communicated back and forth for a little while. Um, I was given a date and a time that it was going to start. And then, you know, he said the fighters, you know, weren't really particularly ready to compete uh, in a tournament yet because they just didn't have enough experience. So I respected that when I was given that initial response in the first time. And then the second time it was pushed again after they had brought some more fighters and they had got some fights. And then that's why I kind of, you know, made that post. Like he's like, Oh, we're going to have to wait for the tournament a little longer. And so in my mind, I'm like, well, damn, I'm, I'm going to be, it's almost a year that I'm going to be inactive. Granted, we had had talks. We discussed, he had gave me his blessing to box. And so we started looking at that option as far as boxing, but, after competing at bare knuckle at the level that I have any boxers comparable to my record, or even some guys that have better records than me in boxing did not want to fight me. And I guess for me, that post was to just, I mean, I'm a human being. I'm allowed to have emotions. I'm allowed to have feelings. And I was just expressing how I felt. Uh, I I feel like it, it ruffled Dave's feathers a little bit. Of course it did. We all know that it ruffled his feathers a little bit. Um, and uh, my camp decided that after he said the tournament was going to be pushed even further back, you know, it was going to be a year. He said, oh, now it's going to be done in August. Uh, my manager and my coach and my team got together and they said, well, if Johnny's not coming back and you're not going to, you know, put him up for it's almost a whole year. Why don't you just let him let him fight Jared? And they asked me, did I want to fight Jared? And, you know, me, I'll fight anybody. I don't care. You know, I'm, I'm a fighter. It's what I do. I, it's what I love to do. Oh, and so now here we are, like you said, as soon as I made that, it went from being a 125 tournament to now I'm back at 135, which is cool with me. But I love to fight at 125. Eventually, I think I will. Um, that tournament will take place when those guys are ready. But they're not. There's nobody at 125 on my level, period. And so, so you- it's unfair to, for me to get in there and beat up all of those guys and be a champion without having to truly be challenged. You know, at least me and Johnny challenge each other. At least this fight between me and Jared Grant is going to be a challenge for each other. And at the end of the day, that's what people want to see. You know, nobody wants to see somebody who's been doing this a lot longer than the other guys getting there and just clear out a whole division, knowing that he's had the advantage from the jump. And and, and now you're going to be fighting. You you let's let's talk about your main event here, Jared Jared Grant. He's 24 years old. He is a much different fighter than Johnny Bedford. You would agree with that statement. He, Johnny is a brawler. Yeah. He gets That's fucking good. real dirty and nasty in there. He's longer. He's lanky. He punched me in the back of the head. He tripped yeah, he, me. He picked he you up over his up. shoulder. <laughs> no, anyway, any way that he could fight dirty to get an advantage in that fight, he did. And, right. And, and, and now you know, you're I don't, I don't dwell on it, but it is what it is. Right, and now you're now you're preparing to fight a guy, and if you've watched all his fights, he is a precision fighter, man. He picks his shots. He's very technical. He 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 stays back and he follows a game plan. It's very different from Johnny Bedford. Um, we know you train your ass off and you game plan. I've already fought two guys like that in the BKFC, and I beat both of them. 
Right. I was gonna I was gonna bring up Chop Chop. When you fought Chop Chop, he was more of a, a technical boxer as well. But you bullied his ass all over the uh, all over the ring. Um, how do you how do you see yourself in there with with the interim champ? You, you gonna try to toss him around a little bit? I mean, he's watching right now, so I don't want you to give. I, him- I, I expect him to be watching. I'm gonna be a, a bare knuckle fighter. You know, it's right. a fifth fight, and I'm going to adjust however see the thing about it is me being off for so long i've had an opportunity to work on myself not just as a fighter in the the physical aspect but in the technical the mental the spiritual all the realms that needed to be worked on for me to grow and we're going to see the the blend of that come out on the 23rd and so it doesn't matter i don't care what jared's gonna uh, my dad says it doesn't matter what they do when they get in there it's what you and I know what I'm going to do. I know what I'm capable of. I know what Jared can do and what he's capable of. But we're going to see who's better at what they're capable of. And I know I am. I've been fighting longer. I've been in more fights. I've fought in worse places. If that's worse isn't even the word. I fought in worse places. Jared <laughs> has. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Makes sense now, to me. Hey, when we just talked to Jared a few minutes ago, before we talked to you, he was on here a couple of guests ago, and he he made a comment that said that he believes after this fight they're going to drop that interim, and they're going to possibly uh, strip Johnny Bedford, and whoever wins this fight is going to be the official champion. I don't know if that's sure. just a theory of his, or have you heard anything? It makes like sense. That? I mean, he hasn't fought but, forever. But for me, he hasn't fought I- in a year. In all honesty, see, I don't, I don't, at this point, I don't, I don't really care. I'm not going into this fight looking at a belt or a title or an accolade. I'm going into this fight, one, grateful to God that I have another opportunity to fight on this level when I have fought in backyards and the streets and man-made cages and living rooms and so many, so many other bad places. So, So I'm grateful that I get to be a, a headliner, a main event fight. Um, and then before, and, and when we talk about the emotional, the mental, the spiritual growth aspect of it, I will just be one, I, you know, because it takes being honest with yourself and then you can be honest with the public. I let a little bit of that get, I got caught up in a little bit of that. And so I wasn't able to perform to the best of my ability because my, my mental focus wasn't what it needed to be to, to have that performance. But now I don't care. You can have your interim championship, your world champions, all of that stuff is what it doesn't matter. I'm looking for a good fist fight. You know, at the end of the day, I want to know that I was in a good fist fight. You know, I'm going to push him to the brink and I know he's going to push me to the brink and we're going to bring out the best of each other. And when we bring out the best of each other, it creates one of the it's going to create one of the best bare knuckle fights that's ever probably been seen. In the BKFC, they said that Artem Lavoe versus who was it? Uh, Jason, Jason Knight. Knight. Yeah, about to blow that shit out the window. Oh man! Well, I'm gonna tell you right now. I love to see it. And the reason why is because you have a really technically skilled young man against a really, really experienced, technically skilled old man, as they want to call me. You know, and so it's going to be a war. It's going to be fireworks. It's it, it's going to be like a twenty car pileup in. In 12 or however big the ring is, feet of space. Jesus, man. For anybody that's watching the show right now, just listening to, um, 
easy over here. And Jomi in the last one, the co-main and main events are worth the price of admission alone. Just just heading into Tampa, man. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. I'm fired up for these. Big Ben's in the comments. He wants me to ask you about the Shark Tank. What's the Shark Tank? So the Shark Tank in – well, uh, there's different Shark Tanks for different I'm, – I'm sure they do it differently in different places. But our Shark Tank, uh, it's whoever is getting prepared for their fight. Essentially, every minute you get a new opponent um, for the length or double. It depends on when we start. You know, like at the beginning of camp, we do 10-round Shark Tank. And every minute of those, five, uh, however length the round is, I get a new opponent. And so those guys are fresh. You know, they get to sit over there on the sideline and watch, you know, me you know, work with whoever I'm in with. And then, all right, he's out. The next guy's in. And so it pushes you, not physically, but it also pushes you mentally to, to push past that point of exhaustion, to push past that point of, of I don't even know, it builds grit, it builds character, and it, it brings out, it, I call it zoning in. Not a lot of people are able to truly, truly zone in, but when you, when you have a new person thrown at you after you've already been three rounds and a new person every minute and you're now you're tired, you're exhausted and, but you've got to fight because if you don't, then you can get your ass kicked. You know, you've got to suck it up. You've got to dial in. You have to use your skills, your proudness, your craftiness, your, all of that. It helps you grow as a fighter. And uh, my last shark tank freaking sucked, man. I got my butt kicked. Uh, I left the gym so defeated that night, but the next day, I felt better because I knew I grew. I knew that it you don't grow in in comfortable places. Right. If every right. sparring session that I went into, if every time I went in the gym it was easy because the easy is a conundrum. Nothing about my life has been easy from the choices that I made and the situations that I've been put in. Nothing about my life has been easy. So, yeah, you told us your story uh, the last time you were on here, and it was no, so phenomenal. so coming through that I love where you are I love doing the shark tank I go to the gym and I'm like yo coach can we do a shark tank this week he's like no nah, no nah, Reggie we, we we did one last week you don't need to do another one this week uh, because I know that in that hardness and and in that suffering essentially mm -hmm. the last when we did that first 10 round shark tank I'm going to say the last three rounds I got my ass kicked there was I mean I I there's some of my teammates mercyed me. I know they mercyed me. You know, they were just like, he's just too tired to fight back now, but he's still fighting. And every now and then I would crack him with a good shot. And they'd be like, oh, all right, now I got to take it to his ass again. You know, so a shark tank helps you grow. And it's an important part of the process. If you're going in the gym and just whitewashing everybody you spar with all the time, then you're not getting better as a fighter. You're not growing as a person because it helps you grow physically, mentally. And, and that's wow. needed to become a better fighter. Well, we've been watching you train, man. I mean, post you post things on you. You seem like you never stop. Like you, like we just talked about. You're you're there all day. You're fucking there. Nobody, in the morning. nobody. One thing about it is nobody will outwork me. Uh, there were somebody was commenting on my stamina and my conditioning or whatever. Nobody will outwork me. I'll outwork myself. Sometimes my dad has to tell me to sit down. No, son, don't do another one. Uh, we were doing. Um, plate slides the other day where you put a metal plate down on the concrete and you got to slide it all yeah. the way across one side of the parking lot to the other. Yeah. And 
I, I did number four and I was done. I was absolutely done. And I was looking at the plate like, no, I got one more in me. And I went over and I picked it up and I set it down and I got ready to go. My dad came over. He said, stop. He said, you've done enough, son. I said, no, I haven't. He said, yeah, you have. You know, so sometimes I have that drive, that push in myself where my, my own teammates, my own coaches have to reel me back in. When you when you know that you work that hard, there are not other people. There's nobody out there in the world built like me. I'll do one more. Even if I know it might kill me, even if I know I might lay on the ground for another five minutes before I could get up and move on to the next part of my training. Um, and it's just, that's just how I am. I don't know where I got it from. <clears throat> I guess I was just born with that. But drive. you got it. Got it. You know? <laughs> so when it gets nitty and gritty, when it gets tough, when 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 most people feel like they don't have any more or they can't give any more. I'm I'm that guy that's like, no, nah, I'm gonna give some more, even if I don't have it. Well, dude, I could tell you right now, I've been getting tired watching your watching your training videos. And I used to be a gym rat, and now I'm just a, a fat old 40-year-old. So with that said, <laughs> it's great to have you back. You've been far, you've been a long, uh, away from the squared circle far too long. You're getting back in there, you're fighting the top competition. It's fucking where you should I be. I always want the top. See in boxing. Yeah, it's where you should there. be. I love fighting undefeated guys. I love yeah. challenging myself. So, you know, everybody's in for a treat that night, July 23rd, BKFC fight night, Tampa 2, main event, Jared Grant versus Reggie Barnett Jr. and his return from far too long off. Let's do a speed round with you so you can get back to your 10, 1030 training session, all right? Yeah, no worries. Let's no do worry. it. And I think, you know, and I wrote this first question, and I think you answered it earlier. First question for you out of the yeah. speed round was, what is something that you changed about bare knuckle right now? And I think you mentioned that with the seven rounds. Add round. more rounds. Add it's more rounds. going to be a championship fight, then I need two more rounds. Make it a championship fight. In boxing, a regular fight, 10 rounds. Championship fight, 12 rounds. MMA, yeah. regular fight, three rounds. Championship fight, five rounds. Five. Give me yeah. my two rounds. Let's see who is really, really, truly built to be a champion. I can't believe that. that. I can't. I can't believe how many fighters say, say. How many fighters say exactly what you're saying, and it hasn't happened yet. I just don't. It'll happen. It. That's It'll what it makes. I think. I think it makes that me will believe happen. it's going to happen because of this. It's just the pressure and people repeating. They'll give the fans and the fighters what they want to see. It'll happen. Hey, maybe in Florida, they'll give us our seven round fight when we get down there. Come on, Dave. You know you want to see me in here. Hey. Extra Jared. round if it makes it that far anyway. But like I told you, I have absolutely no plan. Jared's gonna finish me or I'm gonna finish him. That's how this is going. Jared's going to another fight with the expectation of it going to a decision. Look at this right here. Boom. That's Jared's coach, Ryan Perez, right there. I agree with the seven rounds thing. I think we could ask we should at least ask for it. There All right, go. go ahead. Go ahead, Ryan. You asked for it. I'm <laughs> down for it. I know Jared's yeah. down for it. Let's get it. Let's do it. Number so two. Week out gonna change to seven. All right, number two. Who's on your bare knuckle Mount Rushmore? Uh, Luis Palomino, Lorenzo Hunt, Christine Ferreira, and that's three. We got one more. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to think. We need another woman up there. It's got to be two and two, but I can't think of. I mean, the I only other woman that, oh, 
I mean, you could go with the other champions, but when you talk other women for the sport of bare knuckle, you had back that held the title. You had Helen Peralta that well, but I feel like nobody's done as much work as Britton Hart. Or Britain yeah, Belt. I was thinking that that was like literally on the tip of my tongue. Britain, right? I would give it to Britain. She is just like me. She has came up the hard way. She has scraped and scratched and earned her notoriety. You know, she's she's lost teeth like me. You know, she's taken ass whoopings like you know what I mean. So, yeah. And I love Britain Hart. She knows. Oh, that. it was Luis Palomino. No, no. I, my hard. apologies. I it's it is a tie between either Britain or Arnold Adams. I'd say okay. that I'd have to do two and two, and I'd love to put two men and two women up there. If I put two women, two men and two women, you got my men, and I would put Britain as the other woman. But if I didn't, then Arnold Adams would be the other, the fourth hey, This is your Mount Rushmore, and you can put five people if you want to put five people. Well, then you? put fucking Britain and Arnold. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Number three question for you, not fight related. Who's the greatest TV mom of all time? My mom. She's a TV My mom. life's a sitcom. <laughs> your life's a sitcom and your mom's the greatest. Yeah, you know, you your momager, right? That's what you call her? Come on, you thought I wasn't going to come on. My mom is the, the matriarch of not just the Barnett family, but so many other families tied to my family. And like I said, our life is a sitcom. If you got some cameras and followed her around, 24 7 in her interactions with the world and everybody around her it's uh, a would, the ratings would be phenomenal so, well, yeah, i think pe- you better pe- get a cameraman then yeah people be forgetting all about the kardashians and the fucking Wahlbergs and all them guys we need the barnets on the team none of that is real takes the town yep none of that is real. number four for you what was your favorite cartoon growing up doug Doug. Yes, that was that was my favorite cartoon growing up. I have watched every episode. I probably watched them more than once. I absolutely love Doug. Nice. There you I go. Love and last question for you, Reggie, we'll let you get out of here. How do you see the Christine Faria Taylor Starling fight playing out in Albuquerque? Taylor's gonna get knocked out. Knocked out. There you go. It'll I don't be have the first. Against, I don't have any. Taylor, just so you know, I love you, sweetheart. I have absolutely nothing against you. I don't believe, I don't disbelieve in your abilities and your capabilities at all. But when you talk about there are levels to this, you're just not there yet. Can you get there? She took this another fight or two to get there. You should have. But right now, I think she's bitten off more than she can chew. Um, and I'm not saying that just because me and Christine are really good friends. I'm saying I'm looking at it from the outside in. Uh, it's just there are levels to this sport. There are levels to this game. And she should have taken the opportunity to have another fight or two to increase her level before she jumped in there and tangled with the best person. You know, she was asking she was asking for it, Reggie, but she could also be a victim of the talent pool. Like there really isn't anybody yeah, she, else out there for Christine to fight. So if she doesn't knock her out, she's gonna make her quit. There you go, man. Educated hands giving you his uh his call on that main event. Um, I'm gonna give you a minute, shout a few people out, thank a few people, and give us your final prediction if you want to give us a prediction. Sponsors, um I don't know if I want to ra- always ramble off the list of my sponsors. And, of course, my mom just sent me the list right before we got here. Um, 
JNK, JDIS, Shore Construction, SNN Suites, Fight Heads MMA. Um, did I miss anybody? Fight Bros, David Burnett. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going back over there. If I missed you, um, let me see. Damned Wear. Thank you guys. All my sponsors. You know, thank you so much. Cryo Spa. Um, thank you guys so much for your love and support and and just believing in me. Thank you two guys for bringing me back on. It's been a while. We gotta yeah. gotta chop it up again sometime. We gotta do like a a card that I'm not fighting on. Just like a a, a little. What do they call it when you just sit down and watch the fights and, and chop it up? It's oh, like a fight um, companion. Yes. There we go. Yeah, we got to do one of those sometimes. Hell okay. yeah, that sounds like We're a good in. plan. Maybe we'll do the London one. Oh, that would be dope. Yes. If y'all can lock that in, I'm 100% okay. there. I'm 100% down for yeah. that. We'll get, um, we'll, get we'll get a couple people in on this and get a nice fight companion for the London card. That sounds good. You know, and then um, I got to give a shout out to Jared, man. Uh. I'm coming to whoop your ass, but at the same time, man, I respect the hell out of you because you didn't have to take this fight. You you are putting everything that you worked so hard for on the line. And a man like that, you have to respect. And, oh, yeah. and I respect the hell out of that. But at the end of the day, I'm going to chop your head off. There you have it, people, man. It's all respect, but it is a fight. Mm -hmm. July 23rd, you guys got yourselves a main event and a co-main event that is must-see TV. Jared Grant and Reggie Barnett Jr. in the main event. I can't I'll wait for this one. BKT. If you haven't already subscribed, get that BKTV app. Check out my profile on Instagram. Check out my profile on Facebook, Reggie Easy Barnett Jr. Click on my link. Support the cause. There it's you right go. below. You know, yep. this, is, this is a card you don't want to miss. Absolutely. These two fights are going to be... Um, absolutely fantastic y'all know me i'm coming to fight every and any time that square circle i put on the show absolutely man best performances of my life because i know that if i don't go out there and do it i may not ever get another opportunity. well we're excited to see you back in there jared you got anything else for i mean uh reggie you got anything else for um him mike nope i'm good to go thank you for coming on Looking forward to doing a fight companion with you in the future. Yeah. Get yeah, that work in tonight, and we will Grab see you. We're about to get to work. <laughs> yeah, all right, man. Thank you very much, and uh, we will see you down in Tampa, man. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Y'all have a great evening. All, all right, right. Take it easy. Later. Man, I love it. These One guys week. Are... One week from we today, there. we will be there. I believe they're going to have some sort of press conference, not – for this event for they're gonna we're gonna we're stuff. gonna be down there for some sort of media thing on thursday weigh-ins friday yep. july 23rd it is yep. a saturday my goodness Let's... i cannot i cannot believe how much more i'm fired up for this main event Let's and the co-main event oh god and you know yeah. what bkfc barely in rear never really puts on a dud card you know what i mean like oh yeah you can go right down this card you got our boy rhino riley on the card you got uh you got ryan well, reber on you there. know rhino riley right now is without opponent oh he is yes so today it was announced that his opponent has fallen out and they're supposedly matching him up with somebody new but he does not have an opponent right now. Let me just look it up and see if he's been replaced. But 
he basically said there is another opponent lined up. And the way he said it made me believe like it's going to happen, but he didn't mention a name yet. So, Damn. yeah. Yeah, that's um, a bummer. Yeah, that is a bummer. You also got uh, Steve-O Morris and Futrell on that card. Yep. You got, um, what's his name? Nate Williams. He's uh, He's a fighter. Signed to the Bang Gang with fucking Julian Lane. Him and Ryan Reaver both represented by Julian Lane. They're on that card. Dave Mondell's on that card against uh, Simpson. It's a freaking great card, man. Oh, yeah. And, and then you got those other two guys, um, Derek Gates and uh, and Turney. Yeah. And there was a lot of, a lot of um, controversy online the other day about some tattoos that Gates had. He oh, was yeah. very... He was very open about that on the internet about how his past was shitty and he was a shitty person in the past, but you know, people grow and they change and that's all in the past and he doesn't have no hate in his heart anymore. So and there was a lot of fucking smoke on, on the uh, internet between him and actually Albert Inclan, I think. Got, yeah. Right. He got in there and was like going off about it too. Yeah. So that's a very interesting fight too. Well, I'm, I look forward to talking to, those guys when we get down there um but that's it for tonight man we had we had a, a great show thank you to tyler good john not tyler bad john tyler good john jared grant champ we got Jomi escoboza fired up fucking oh. madman tonight and then right. reggie barnett finally making his way back into the squared circle hell of a show thank you all for tuning in um we have a Big name guests for next Wednesday at 9 p.m. I'm not going to put it out right now, but I'm just telling you guys, we do have a show next week, 9 p.m., Wednesday night. Mike and I are traveling Thursday morning, so we will not be a show next Thursday, but promise to uh, deliver on Wednesday. You guys, you guys are not going to be disappointed. Mm -hmm. uh, with no. that said, Mike, we don't have a student out of the week this week. We just been no. so busy getting back busy. to back Very into busy. work and everything and coming off vacation. Just uh, we'll, we'll get back to the student out of the week type shit. So you got anything else for these peeps, Mike? Nope. You know what it is. All right, everybody. Peace. <laughs>